All right, Q1 is over. Q2 starts today. We're talking about massive movement in Automotive News' top 150 dealers, Tesla ups and downs, and GM killing CarPlay. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know. Again, these third stories, man, are like, look, do we need to do the other two? We need to ramp it up before we get in trouble. There's like 87 articles about automotive news top 150, and we're going to be the ones that talk about GM killing our play, car. Of course. Play. Let's well, we'll go. talk about the top 152. Look, it's a massive we week. Will. Kyle and I woke up with our running shoes on this morning. We're both wheels up for Arlington, we'll Texas. Too. Today, today, we Let's will go. be in Arlington, Texas by uh, late afternoon, actually. So um, we're going to be in dealerships all day on Tuesday filming our TV show kind of thing. We'll tell you more about that in a bit. And then Wednesday is a Sodu Live tonight. Please join us Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. If you're in the Arlington, Texas area and you can get there, go to a Sotux.com right now and get a ticket and show up and hang out with us because we're bringing the band from Nashville. We're bringing the whole thing. We got a bunch of dealers lined up. Uh, we have a workshop, a Back to Basics workshop taught by Todd Caputo beforehand. And if you can't make it out to Arlington, at least you can join us from the live stream of The Tonight Show, 6.30 p.m. You can go to sotox.com again, get on the live stream, join us, gather your family around the smart TV, and we're going to have a whole bunch of fun as an industry. And it's only Monday. Speaking of fun. <laughs> oh, snap. Stop. What? We had a whole bunch of fun on Saturday. And if you get our <laughs> daily email and you get to Saturday Recharge, 99.9% .9 of the things that happen in the Saturday email were Obviously, a little bit of an April Fool's love thing, and and if you <laughs> so saw the Darren Doden podcast and you might made it through at least half of it and thought you were still listening to something real, I apologize. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That oh, was man. one of the best April Fool's scripts we could ever imagine, and Darren Doan just did a quintessential job. You know, it's funny that we didn't even do that as an April Fool's joke. We recorded that back in like November. Darren was like, "Let's just do it, do a show, and just see what happens, right?" And he just starts doing all this hilarious thing, like he's a big auto executive buying stores like crazy and then you know our team just kept it in the hopper and then when april first came around they were like we know exactly exactly oh, we know. which direction we're going speaking of things going in a direction Stop. Time. wait for this every year this year's automotive news top 150 list have seen some massive movement from overall market share at the top groups, uh, several groups who are screaming up the list and some who have dropped off the list. Um, after, here's the big deal, right? After a quarter of a century reign, quarter of a century at the top of Whoa. the list. Wow. Yeah, AutoNation has lost the top spot to, we all know who it is, to Lithia. Um, so Lithia claimed the top spot. They went up 4.2% in new vehicle sales to up to about 271,000 auto group. Uh, and, uh, oh, wait, I have my stat. AutoNation actually dropped 12% to 229. So Lithia's acquisition aggressively, um, you know, they made it to the top of the list. So the six publicly traded groups on the list, this is interesting, saw their collective new car sales increase, no supply there. But now they're just... Um, accounting for a larger and larger market share percentage wise um, yep. as they go up. So like the consolidation is a real acquisitions, thing. Acquisitions, consolidation. Yep. All of that. Um, so here, that. here, there are 10 groups and we, we, we got some friends on this list, which is why we need to yeah, talk about this one. There are 10 dealers who climbed the most. Um, the Schottenkirk Automotive Group was number one as far as the most they've climbed. They climbed to number 99, jumping 56 spots. Uh, the number three store, the number three on that list is the Sioka dealerships, who is now number 83. 
They jumped 32 spots last year. I texted Mr. C this morning. Um, he's ready to go. Uh, he's he's ready for number 25. He's like, let's just wow. go past 50. He's like, I'm looking at 25. Also, uh, we have some friends at the Cavender Auto Family. Uh, jumped 18 spots to number 57. And uh, also got a couple of couple of relationships over at Del Grande Dealer Group. Yeah. Who also jumped 18 spots. So yeah, DGDG with Jeremy Beaver and Nathan Hollenbeck, both at a so you know both uh, Sodu faithfuls, and uh, we'll be actually hanging out with uh, with Jeremy here in just a couple months at the Reuters conference. So yep. it'll be cool to talk to him about what what they've done and and how they're how they're challenging things. So um, and, you know, and we're uh, featuring a Cavender Auto Group. Uh, Eric Barbosa is going to be on the show on Wednesday. <laughs> Man, we're just all in the mix, <laughs> all in the mix. Um, yeah, so, and interestingly enough, the top 150 own 23% of the overall, uh, of all U.S. dealerships up a little bit from 2021. The other cra crazy fact is they also contribute to over 50% of the total vehicle sales Ooh. for the nation. So, um, yeah, just when you think about consolidation, the, 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 the the top is getting bigger. The top um, one fifty is oh, did you say over fifty percent in the top one fifty percent of uh, new vehicle sales? Yeah, isn't Good that wild? Good grief, goodness. Top here's here's the anecdotal anecdotal because we're on LinkedIn. Uh, apparently, <laughs> in order to actually be on the top one fifty list, you have to reply to the email that lets you be on the PR thing. No, nope. and tells everyone exactly. No, nope. no, that's for nope. best places to work. Ah, uh, oh, I got you. That I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's coming out next, right? The best places to work there in automotive. Go. And if you don't reply to that email, that's true. You that's ain't true. getting on the there list. No, no, I was gonna say no. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with that, but I was like, what is he gonna say? I was like, ah. Uh. So what Matt Lasher from West Her was like, hey, hey, just so you know, we're still at the very top of that list. We just didn't reply to the email. <laughs> Quintessential that's Lasher. That's <laughs> So quintessential. Um, so, so yeah, so congratulations to all those who are moving up that list. Um, you know, it's just like biggest doesn't necessarily mean you're the best, but the biggest obviously right. are doing a lot of things right, especially the people that are screaming up the list. And that is this combination of, you know, if I'm thinking of just the ones that we have relationship and we know, combination of company culture, technology, and paying attention to the customer experience. Like, I mean- yep. They seem like no brainers, but I mean, when you think of those groups, Kyle, it's like, that's what they're doing. Yep. For sure. For sure. Okay. Okay. Speaking of screaming up lists. Segway. Time. All right. Tesla has reported a 36% Q1 over Q1 growth. So Q1 2022 versus Q1 2023, Tesla jumped 36%. Uh, delivering a record 422,875 vehicles globally, um, you know, due, they say, largely to their recent strategic price cuts. 97% uh, of all those vehicles sold, this is crazy to me, were, you know, Model 3s or Model Ys. 97%. Wow. Isn't that wild? Showing that, like, people are interested in a certain price range of vehicle, most likely, or a certain type of vehicle. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you start getting to those higher price range and they only they only attribute 3% of Tesla sales. That's wild. I know, you think, who wants that $110,000 Model X, right? Mm. Wow. <laughs> Not a lot. Yep. So uh, they topped their fourth, this Q1 2023, beat their Q4 deliveries by 4%. But however, we're going to say, analysts still expected them to actually deliver more vehicles. Um, Wall Street Man. expects their first quarter profits to slide. Um, but Tesla is saying like, hey, like, 
The price cuts were intentional. We are definitely seeing increased demand for our product. And uh, they are saying we're going to deliver 1.8 million vehicles this year, which is 37% more than they did last year. So, I mean, they are obviously figuring out uh, the supply game and they're making some vehicles getting close to 2 million next year. Um, important point. It's, 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 it's gotta be tough to, to, to continually increase your percentages by that much. <laughs> and for investors to be like, yeah. they came up short. I feel, I feel like <laughs> that, 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 that mother from uh, what is that? Despicable me. Every time he did yeah. something great, the mom's like, man, it's like I built a rocket ship. Meh. Right. Eh. So, <laughs> meh. Um, they, the company also did say that due to the new tax uh, credit, federal EV tax credit rules that are going to be reinterpreted interpreted or kind of like really put in place in Q2, uh, that $7,500 credit that all of those Model Up 3 and Model Y uh, purchasers were able to take advantage of, they won't be able to get the full $7,500 credit. It'll probably be likely be half because of the way, you know, mining battery materials and kind of how all that shakes out. But that's a different story for a different time. Yeah. If, if you're interested in kind of the bullet points on that, our writing team did a great job at lining out exactly what the regulations that came out uh, late last week are set in stone now and yep. what they're going to be doing. So uh, both price point and household income are factors to that. And so that's what Paul's talking about is just how much of that 7,500 are people going to be able to take advantage of? Is that going to move them to other makes models because of affordability? We'll see. Not if Joe Manchin has anything to say about it. He's all ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking go. of things that two guys on this show have a lot to say about something. Oh, <laughs> this is time. The whole show has been the build up to this moment. Clear it out. Clear it out. <laughs> GM thought they could get one by us by releasing this information late on a Friday, they but they were wrong. <laughs> they tried. See, GM has been working with Google since 2019 to develop integrated software for its o uh, for its operating system, its OS, um, and they have announced. Drum roll, please, that their EVs will not support the popular Apple CarPlay. Wait, is that April Fool's joke? For Chevy Blazer. Look, I if literally they thought this, this on was Saturday, April Fool's. I'd have waved the April Fool's thing. All right. They did it one day too early. Unbelievable. Basically, what's going to happen is they're going to be faced with the choice to use the vehicle system only, sync their Android phones, or go black back to Bluetooth. Only used to get calls My and music goodness. to their vehicles. Starting, starting with the new Blazer, 2024 Blazer, which is going to be coming out any minute. So, dude, I, I don't even know how to start in on this. Now I'm kind of speechless. I thought I was going to have okay. a lot of words. Well, because you did have a lot of words. So <laughs> here's the deal. Apple has 46 plus percent of the U.S. phone market. And you know, when those users get in this car and are considering this EV purchase, it's going to spread like wildfire that you can't use Apple CarPlay and you have to oh, use a, over. a Google thing. And I don't Can understand. Can you imagine the Reddit threads on this? Oh, Unbelievable. They're, they're going to fire up. But let me say this, because we've said this and we were recently right when it came to OnStar. We said, mark our words on the automotive troublemaker. This decision will be reversed. They're going to figure out a way because I just don't understand. I don't know if this was something to do with like Google's requirement or GM's partnership and everyone felt good. And this is going to come out. We think that this is going to be met with a significant backlash that's going to affect sales. We think dealers are going to get involved and having a voice into this um, because it just seems like a really, really ill-advised decision. And just not, yeah, not because mean, we're look, engineers, but because we're consumers and we are paying attention to what consumers want. I'll tell you what, I can tell you this from a, uh, a website that I help manage is that <laughs> the searches in the search bar 
for Apple CarPlay as compared to Google, like whatever they oh, call right. it. Oh, right. Like Google, people want to see if Android that features Auto, sorry, somewhere. Android Auto. Yeah. No, nobody searches Android Auto. Everybody searches Apple CarPlay in the search bar. So you want to know what people like, and not just that, but, but people with Apple expect connectivity. <sighs> they expect it. I'm sure this is, Kyle, a, this Kyle, is a brutal mistake. I'm sure the car is so down. good and the it's Google so Android good. is so good that people are going to be like, I'm you sure. know what? I don't need I'll, it. I'll, I'll just go back to regular old Bluetooth syncing up with wind noise going everywhere. Oh, oh <laughs> man. Well, there you go. But we decided yeah. to give it. We just give it to you straight on a Monday morning. Right? It Love it or hate it. it. We give it to you straight. It. Take it. Please go to a SotoX.com. Make sure you, you get click on the link so you can join us on the live stream or in person in Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm.